You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Josh Wellows <laughs> Broadway with Alan Seals, Elizabeth Wheelis, and myself, Josh Lehman. Hi, friends. What's going on? You know, I'm I'm actually doing pretty great because I'm here. Oh, that's so sweet. You have Aww. the biggest earrings on today. I do. They're little frogs. They're so adorable and huge and look like chew toys. <laughs> they so, <probably> are. <laughs> as I've said a million times, don't get attacked by a dog. That will be crazy <laughs> and entirely yeah. your fault. Yeah. Alan, how are you? I am good. I am good. I am also glad because I am here. I'm happy because I'm here. And my God, the guest that you just interviewed that we are about to introduce made me laugh. My abs hurt from the laughing. One of my Same. favorite episodes. Same. One of my favorite He's brilliant. Episodes. He's, they just keep getting better. They just keep getting better. Um, oh, first of all, happiest of birthdays to one of our Patreons, Natala. I love you. Thank you for the Valentine's Day care package. The candy was delicious. Aww. She sent they sent me like a little mini lightsaber. Yeah. It's the cutest damn thing in the oh, world. I already love them. I know. Uh they're so sweet. So thank you. And also, if you all want to join the Patreon to help the show keep going, please join us at patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Um go. But Today's a special day. We have uh, Drew Gasparini whoop, whoop. on the show. So funny. Who, so funny. Uh, he's so funny. Also, didn't he write like one of your obsessions, the Skittles musical? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Alan's, 2019 Alan's really into that. Publicity stunt. Skittles, Skittles the musical, the commercial for the Super Bowl that never aired during the Super Bowl and was an actual stage production starring Michael C. Hall. He wrote yeah. all the oh music my for God. that. Which is incredible. I mean, he also wrote songs for Smash. Um, he has a number of musicals that he's writing, including the uh, Coming to Broadway Karate Kid. Hi-ya. Wax on, wax off. That's all you gotta do, boy. Um, that's not a song <laughs> from the show. He's literally yeah, done so much that my brain hurt while looking up all of his accomplishments. It was so funny because Elizabeth, my incredible producer, always <laughs> sends me a fact sheet about you know mm-hmm. the guest and on this one it said like has literally done everything <laughs> and i was like thank you so much <laughs> that is Very really impressive. gonna help me today 
Um, you're brilliant. Um, so without much further ado, oh God, I love you too. Um, here we go. Get ready to get swallowed, Drew. Hey everybody, welcome back to Josh Swallow's Broadway. Today is is another miracle of Hanukkah. I have this incredible <laughs> composer, performer, friend, Drew Gasparini on the show. Um Drew, welcome to the show. Josh, thanks, dude. It's a it's a wondrous joy to be here talking to you. <laughs> Um, so everybody knows at home, I turned a closet into like a mic booth and it looks like I've been kidnapped or that I'm going to kidnap someone. Yeah. You look like the guy who is the, like the voice of Jigsaw in all of the (laughs) Saw movies. Like, you want to play a game? That's a game. (laughs) What's your favorite scary movie? Oh my God. And I'm looking at, is this your childhood bedroom or is this This your This is not a bedroom, thank God. If this was a bedroom, actually, I'm going to out her right now. I think Jennifer Ashley Tepper's bedroom looks just like this. You know it looks worse. There's going to (laughs) be. You've got so many show posters. So many show posters. I'm in my parents' garage right now, and this is where my mom has decided to mount the graveyard of community theater past. And it's, there's, I mean, it's it, there's like 50-plus shows on this wall, on this wall, on this wall behind me here. I'm just looking at your history. I see you, Tommy. Yep. yep um, Tommy, the music to... man, City of Angels. Wow. All of the community theater. Yeah, that's right. This good is what for, good for what fucking you. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> is it does your whole family do community shows? We all certainly did when we were uh youngins and my sisters both of them went into the arts and uh Casey's still an actress in New York so we and I and obviously I'm doing what I do so we kind of stuck with it. And my brother said, "Nah, no. <laughs> I ain't no queer. I'm not doing this community theater anymore. Yeah, those are that like it's crazy how you quoted him and did his voice perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like that Assassin's Junior was a step too far for him. Yeah. He was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> he did Assassin's Junior. We all did Honk Junior. We loved it. <laughs> he got scared. He was out. Do you that know that it. there's a Sweeney Todd Jr.? What is that? Like, instead of slitting throats, it's like a pillow fight? Maybe. I remember, like, there being a high school production of Grease somewhere yeah. where Rizzo didn't get pregnant. She just had a bad day. Right, right. And where That's... there's a Rent Jr. <laughs> where the school was like, they don't have AIDS. They have diabetes. No, shut yeah. up. Everyone got diabetes. Everybody had diabetes. Like, insulin break. (laughs) Me, you, you, me. Like, (laughs) actual reality. Act up. Fight diabetes. (laughs) Fight the sugars. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what, you know, that's what they call it in the South. The sugars? Yeah. If you get, like, diabetes in the South, I've heard people refer to it as... Oh, he's got the sugars. 
Oh my, that makes it sound so cute. It's like it when I had to shop for husky pants. Yes, I was just talking about that. Were like, you a husky please, kid too? I was a husky kid. Oh and my I, God. And the reason we're talking about it is because my mom said something like, oh yeah, Danny and Drew were husky. And someone was like, that's kind of fucked up. And yeah. And, but that was what they called the pants size. Listen, <laughs> to me, husky. that is like the R word for fat people. Yeah, yeah. And I hope I didn't offend anybody, but, you know, just being, my son's a husky. Where's your husky section? Yeah, husky like, is tough. Husky is tough. Yeah. Um, will you one day write me a song yes. about, you know, recovering from being a, or just being a husky boy? Yeah, I would like to talk to whoever is like marketing scheme this was. Who Some was like, anti-fat bastard. Yeah. Who was like, let's. At first, he's like, let's call them hurricane pants because they're the eye of the hurricane. They're like, damn it, George. No. Something less offensive. Yeah. The uh, what about we call them the sugar jeans? Yeah, the sugar jeans, the fast food trousers. <laughs> that was a big one. And they finally settled on. They husky. landed on the husky. <laughs> are you are you comfortable? I'd like I was going to say, are you comfortable in the closet? But- this is my first time in the booth. <laughs> Like actually recording something. It looks like you're giving a a real solid lean. You got a a handout. You got the wall there for support. You got. I know. Well, you know when when you're my age and you've got the the diabetes. Um, that's my Wilford Brimley. That was a brilliant Wilford Brimley. My name's Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes, and that's why I eat Quaker oats. This is. It's like watching the next cocoon. I really enjoy this performance. I take it a step too far. I make Wilford Brimley a closeted homosexual that hates himself. So it's like, listen, Drew, hear me out. No, oh, God, don't weird out the boy. Oh, listen, ever since I got the diabetes, Cindy, my wife, uh, she hasn't been around much. And listen, I ain't no homosexual. But with that said, I can invest in Karate Kid. I'm happy to do it. I just want you to look at my body. Wait. No homo things, just look at my body. The way I love the idea that the way people find out that Wilford Brimley is gay is that he decides to start investing in Broadway shows. Well, that's to get you to hook up with him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 worked in the past. It's like, listen, you oh. want night shift to, to go somewhere? I can do it. I can take Whipping Boy out of 54 below and onto the Lyceum. I'm good friends with Jen Tepper. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The best part is that it's an amazing impression. Thanks. Oh, Thanks. That's what I've down. done in all of quarantine. That and my uh, Susan Master Boyle impression. Wow. Let's hear that. He goes, oh, hello. I'm Susan Boyle. Wow. Uh, but, but you have to have the face with it. And then it's like, oh, uh, hey, Susan. What's up? Oh, I'm a singer. Oh. And everybody's like, whoa, Susan Boyle. Anyway, this is the best podcast I've ever done so well, far. Well, Drooper, I have a you don't mind if I call you Drooper, do you? No, I don't. Okay, good. Um, Drooper, yeah, I don't see many people these days. So on recording <laughs> days, I'm like, hey, hey, let me perform for hey. Hey, want to be my friend? No, it's so good to see the sickness up front. It really is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How did you how did you get into like composing? By giant accident, I would say. I I honestly I'll tell you who who convinced me to be a musical theater composer was Nymph, the organization. Yeah, yeah the festival. They wrote me a letter after I applied with a show that I wrote on accident and they said the show sucks. 
but the songs are like on the right, you know, they're going in the right direction. You should move to New York. Like it was a handwritten letter. And I was like, I must take this seriously. This is the New York Musical Theater Festival. I didn't know the festival, the festival, the name festival. Exactly. The way that exact song is written based on this festival. And I, I got excited about getting that note in the, in the mail. And you were living in California. I was. I was living in California. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh-huh. And at the time I was living in Los Angeles trying to be a singer songwriter. And uh, I wouldn't say failing at that, but certainly not succeeding at that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So and I then you accidentally to, wrote a musical. And I accidentally wrote a musical, bought a piano and accidentally wrote one. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Josh, I have the karate kid on my shoulders it's not like this comfy thing i sleep on it's this horrifying monster on my shoulders and everyone thinks i know what i'm doing and i have no idea still to this day (laughs) how to write a musical i think that's fair for all artists when people are like how do you do it it's like i don't know and it's never gonna happen again well the day you figure out like if there is like really a formula to do it then you might as well just go work in a factory putting something together again and again and again and again and again because what's the appeal you know i like the idea of kind of learn by doing and every show you start writing is a completely different experience and just like this i mean like every show you are in is a completely different experience and it's never going to be like i'll just pull out all my old bags of tricks and just put them on the stage you know, you hop around from skill set to skill set to skill set when you're on stage. I think it's it's always this like weird amoebic learn by doing kind of situation. And that's why I really like musical theater, not to mention you end up meeting people like you who start conversations as gay Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm single. <laughs> No, no, it's no. either that or like the end of act one monologue from Lost and Yonkers, you know, like, hi, I'm Josh. Want to see my Bella? Um, <laughs> I used to quote things when I was a kid. I would get in a lot yeah. of trouble for it. The Little Shop movie, Mr. Mushnick has a line that goes, my life is a living hell. And I just thought it was funny. So whenever people, they'd be like, hi, Josh, how are you? And I just go, my life is a living hell. And my parents would be like, Joshua. You know what's really funny? We were talking about how like they they they're trying to sugarcoat AIDS and rent, and there's all these junior versions of shows, but when like on the wall back there, I'm sure there's a carousel somewhere. I did carousel when I was 14 years old. I was double cast with Matt Doyle as Billy Bigelow, and they didn't change that script at all. And there's lines that are like, shut up or I'll smack you upside the jaw. <laughs> it's like insane spousal abuse. We're 14 years old just yelling this. How is that okay? That's course, the time to learn. That's the time to that's learn. That's the time to learn. Some people just never fucking listen. <laughs> I can make that joke. I can. I survived domestic violence. Hey, what's oh. the use of wandering? Oh. Yeah. Oh, but you say that you don't know what you're doing when it comes to writing. I think you're a fucking genius. I think that that word is not to be tossed around, but I really appreciate you saying that because I certainly look at you as, as, as someone with genius hovering above them, like the umbrella you sit under. I saw you, I I don't know if I told you, but I saw you go on for uh, what's Brooks track in the park. Barry, you did. Oh my God. 
God, I took my mom to see the prom and you were on. And I was so happy that you were on because in that role because you were a dynamo. Like you had the, like, I couldn't believe how amazing you were in that track. My mom and I were rolling out of our seats laughing and then you had us crying and it was just beautiful. I thought you did such an amazing job, but I think that's who you are. You're just kind of this, I don't know. You're like a talent Velcro. I feel like everything, everything that somebody needs to be on stage, you, it sticks to you like Velcro. That's what I think. Well, that means a lot to me, especially coming from you. Um, I wish I, I could have given you a hug after the show. Um, but uh, I, I think the same of you and of your, of your crowd, uh, you and your best friends, the morons. Yeah, they're good people. They, they happen to be good people, you know, and you know, one of them from uh, like his, his OG Broadway experience, which might've been yours as well. Was it hair with Andrew Kober? Yep. Yes. He's yeah. good people. Alex Brighton is good people. F Michael Haney, all good people. I love all these people. And I think that they're all fucking geniuses too. How did you all meet? Um, we all met kind of literally at separately, but within the same week. And then, I, it was a weird little crescendo into the four of us at a table together. So it was like, I met F through Andy Mientis of all people. He's like, you got to get in touch with this guy F. He would sing your music beautifully. So I got in touch with F. Great. He's, he's really sweet. We love F. Then uh, I meet Andrew Kober at some other concert where he's singing somebody else's junk. And I, and he comes up to me and he goes, Hey, I like the junk that you played tonight. If you ever need a singer, I'd love to sing your junk. And I said, great. I got a show coming up at Joe's pub. While I'm rehearsing for that show at Joe's Pub, F. Michael Haney, who was also in that show, said, hey, I'm going to go get Mexican food with my friend Alex Brightman. You should come along. And then we all ended up hanging out. And like the first time I hung out with Alex Brightman, we hung out till four in the morning, but we started at like one in the afternoon. It was like just an all day, an all day hang. We just had like beat for beat, the same sense of humor. And I don't know, you know, when it's just like kind of love at first sight, when you just meet your people and you're like, wow, Absolutely. I'm so happy. sometimes it takes forever in New York to like find your group, to find your, the people that really get you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think that's the same for life in general. It takes a long time to find your, your tribe. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I certainly um, found my tribe with those guys and they've, they've stayed tried and true. You know, we all annoy each other, but we still love each other. Sure. When did you all start writing together? Uh, Alex and I started writing together in 2012, I think. And it took like one day of a bottle of moonshine. And <laughs> really, I love that it's moonshine. Yeah. Out of all the things in the world, he had a bottle of moonshine and he brought it over to my apartment on the Upper West Side. And we just started writing this serial killer thriller musical thing. And uh, it took us one day to write an entire first draft. And after that, we're like, oh, we should do more of this because we seem to pump it out pretty quick. Um, yeah. And then that's about it. And then Andrew Cobert never writes. It's not something he's interested in, but he likes to perform the things that we write for him. And F. Michael Haney is a brilliant writer as well. And yeah. as a collective, as the morons, we've all done like variety shows and they always come and do like a little <clears throat> segment during my concerts at 54 or Joe's pub or wherever. It's fun, man. And what's crazy. This is a true story in two very different locations in New York. I was in Los Angeles um, seeing F Michael. He was playing Olaf in the frozen tours is right before 
this is like December before the shutdown happened. So I was out there seeing opening night at the Pantages and I walked into a bar to kill time before the show. And a, it was the Darren Chris piano bar, uh, thong grandma. What's it called? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, big tit grandma. What is something like grandma with mm-hmm. something else in the title? And I, I feel like it might be big tit. I hope it's big tit grandma. It better That's be. It. I just knew some voice was going to pop Come out. Come on. It's <laughs> brisket titty grandma. Brisket titty. Yeah, that's my, that's one of my stage names. Oh, that's a brilliant stage name. They call him titty. brisket titty. Imagine like a band called brisket titty, but they're like a slipknot esque band, but they're called brisket titty. It's almost cute, but they do like death metal. Anyway. Yeah. But, and they're British. I uh, and they're British. brisket titty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's their big hit single. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so anyway, I walked into this bar, whatever it was called, something grandma, and there was a very loud table. It's a piano bar. And I walked in all by myself and someone looked at me and goes, the morons are here. And I loved that that happened, not in New York. And then the time that it happened before that was like four years ago, five years ago. And I was playing a show out in London, same exact thing. I walked into a bar and they're like, where are the rest of the morons? And I was like, no way. Like that. That's how cool amazing. Is that? How random is that? Isn't that neat? Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever tried to write a pilot? Like the morons? Yes, yes. yes. We fil- we wrote and filmed a pilot and uh, and then quickly destroyed it. Really okay. quickly. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> it, we thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but I think that's it in terms of who thought it was funny. Well, I'm glad that you found it funny. That's what really counts. Tickled me pink. I hey, had ooh. a nice giggle. <laughs> I'm gonna tickle you pink. That's the that's brisket titty's next single is tickle. Yeah, tickle you pink, tickle yeah. you pink. <laughs> They write themselves, really. Josh, is this what it's like at a bar with you? If I yes. if we went and got drinks, would you just do voices and we just talk about stories, and then you would like somehow form these stories into like cartoon voices that I'm in love with? Yes, but yeah. um, you see, with my friends, they call the voices spirit now. Oh. They go spirit. Thank you for showing yourself. Can we please <laughs> see Josh again? Oh my god! And um, the other day, like after watching The Conjuring Two, when uh. You know, they ask the demon, like, what's your name? Yeah, like, yeah. And they're like, my name's, I'm Valak. <laughs> you know, I was doing a bit and my friend goes, what's your name? 
I love that. I'm, yeah. I want it to be like James Lipton, where it's you, Josh, and then I'll be like, and sometimes people know you as like Slick Willard, the singer of Brisket Titties. <laughs> Can we hear a little bit of Slick Willard from Brisket Titties? Oh, tickle me pink. Um, <laughs> my poor friends, like if anybody FaceTimes me, I do this bit where I go, poppers and plugs, this is Annette. How can I help you? Oh, oh, Josh, he's on the roof. Let me go get him for you. <laughs> and then I wait a second, and then I pick up, and I'm like, poppers and plugs, this is Josh. How can I help you? Oh, Drew, what's up? Oh, my God. I love that so much. Well, it's on FaceTime, too, so they can actually see your face. They and see the whole thing. Poppers and plugs. I really do understand the, what is your name, the spirit demon thing. Now. <laughs> Valak! <laughs> 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 oh my god i'm gonna start doing that when people facetime me please do um i i i would like it to happen to both of us i think you and i should just call each other for now on great um, we i would love to do like a full-on remember the jerky boys do you remember oh, the, yes okay so i thought that was some of the most like insane shit when i was a kid to listen to but the idea of like facetiming people and you can actually see who they are but they're just doing <laughs> characters that would be a hoot we should do it's that. a it's a niche but uh <laughs> we can get broadway world to cover it i'm sure yeah we um could. If you're hurting right now they, they need our content how did the karate kid come about I woke up one day in an alley and this man just like said, you look like you could use a job. And he offered me the Karate Kid and that was it. That's the same thing happened to Alan Menken. Yeah, no, that's how Alan Menken got his start for sure. And that's amazing. Uh, both times the man was the ghost of Walt Disney, both times. <laughs> so, um, no, the true story is like, and I kind of love telling this story because it makes me feel like I have this like overt confidence <laughs> that I, I simply do not have. But they like it, it was summer of 2018, like July, June or July of, of 2018. And I got a call from my agent saying, Hey, this production company really wants to talk to you about the karate kid, the musical. And I rolled my eyes so hard at the, just those words in succession of the karate kid, the musical. I was like, really? We really need this. Like I, I did the not, same thing with Groundhog Day. I, well, I, I just couldn't see a place for it in this world. And oh my God, do I love Groundhog Day. I, I love that that ended up being <laughs> a musical and living the I life know. it had. I love it so much. Oh man, you must have a good time in doing that one. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. But uh, but go back to Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I like to interview the interviewer. Um. Yeah, Karate Kid. So I got the call. I called the producers. I said, yeah, why do you think me? And they go, well, we listened to your album. I could use a drink and we really like what you did there. And we think you'd have an interesting take on this. And I said, I'm not interested. Thank you so much. I literally just like flat out, no, this isn't going to turn into anything worthwhile. This is not something I'm interested in doing. I didn't have a pot to piss in, by the way. I was very jobless during this night shift we'd been working on it for six years with warner brothers and then they were like we can't do a show about prostitution they just ended louis ck's career for stuff that involves that stuff so we feel too risky doing this show now that's like the, the there was a lot of like let's see how pretty woman pretty women does uh because it's about a prostitute we'll see how that show does before we pursue this one further so we were waiting on night shift and I was, I thought it was dead in the water anyway. So <clears throat> months and months go by. I forgot all about karate kid. And it's like October of 2018. 
And I get a call from the producer again saying, hey, listen, we've been looking at these composers. We're tr still trying to find who we think is right for this. And we still keep coming back to your name. Is there any way we can convince you to spec something for us and just send something in? And I said, I don't know. And they go, well, do us a favor and talk to the writer of the show. Talk to Robert Mark Kamen, the guy who wrote the movies. He also wrote The Fifth Element and all the Taken movies with Liam Neeson. The guy's got wow. nothing but hits under his belt. Yeah, he's a big-time hit maker. Uh, and I said, yeah, 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 okay, all right, I'll talk to him. So he talked to me and kind of explained, like, visually how he thinks it's a theatrical piece. And then I got really excited because up until that conversation, all I really remembered of Karate Kid was all the quotable shit, like wax on, wax off, and the crane kick and all that, you know, the things that people quote all the time without talking about the story. I hadn't seen the movie since I was like seven. So I went and rewatched the movie after that conversation. It was, it blew my mind how heartfelt and meaningful it was and just the beautiful relationship between daniel and mr yaki and that mentor mentee kind of uh dynamic was so intriguing to me and exciting to me and i called the producer i said okay i just watched the movie i just talked to robert i'm gonna spec a song and i spec three songs in like 20 minutes i just had it all ready to go it was like boiled up in my head i spilled out these songs sent them in um and then they called me up weeks later to say we want to take you to dinner uh to let you know whether or not you're gonna get the job i was like well, you don't take someone to dinner and if you're gonna say you didn't get the job so that I would kind of, really suck yeah, <clears throat> a really formal way to say yeah thanks but no thanks um but before that dinner that night i was getting beers and hot wings with alex brightman and f michael haney and uh, i was like oh shit i gotta go to this meeting <laughs> i gotta go to this meeting at the palm and they go, we'll come too. They came and sat at the bar while I sat at a table with the producers. And the producers, like, they out of their mouths, they literally said, congratulations, you're the composer lyricist for the Karate Kid Broadway musical. Your life is about to change. It was one of those conversations. And I looked over at the bar where F and Alex were, and I gave them a little thumbs up. And they were, like, given, like, silent cheers for me. They were, like, freaking out. It was super cool to have my, my homies there with me. And then the next week, literally the next week, and I like incorporating this into the story because it's so small world and crazy. Um, I booked the Skittles commercial, the Super Bowl Skittles commercial that Michael C. Hall, Michael C. Hall was starring in. And while I looked at the cast list of who was going to be performing the musical, because I had nothing to do with the casting of the Super Bowl ad, I saw Julia Macchio. I said, Macchio? That's, you know, that's... Ralph Macchio's name. Surely there must be a relation. And it, that was his daughter. Ralph what? Macchio's daughter just happened to be. They, there was they, not one thing had to do with the other. She just happened to be in the Skittles commercial musical the week after I, I booked Karate Kid. It was so, so, so surreal and small world and crazy. And it's, uh, oh, Josh, I'm so excited for you to see it. I, like, I'm so excited for everybody to see it. I think it's really going to... If I, if I was this reluctant to write it, I can only assume how reluctant people are to want to support something like this. I, there's not been anything like this on Broadway in a long, long time. And our director is this uh, Japanese visionary named Amon Miyamoto. What he has in mind for this is mind-blowing. It is so crazy what this is going to look like on stage. I'm just so excited. I can't wait. Um, oh. I think that it sounds very exciting. Yeah. I 
what I'm so excited about coming out of all this quarantine shit is we are going to have new shows and our industry, I really think, is going to thrive. Yeah, no, I think there's a mountain of of new work coming out. And I think there's a lot of different ways people want to be telling stories right now, too. So I think theater is going to have many different uh, lenses to be looking through, which I'm excited about. I, I find the whole auditioning to write a musical thing so fascinating. Um, like if I was writing, if I was auditioning for Karate Kid. Yeah, which I hope you do. No, I mean like to write it, I would have been like, Hiya, Ma. <laughs> Don't you know, ever since Dad left, life has been hard. So, Hiya, say it. Hiya. Hiya. And that could lead in Hiya, Power. Like, we're going to a Hiya, Power. Oh, karate. karate. It is crazy how similar this is to my actual spec song. Thanks. Um, yeah. I, I have a gift for that kind of thing. Back when yeah, Evan no. Hansen was uh, coming to Broadway, I used to serenade Rachel Bay and Laura with like made up songs. Of like, dear Evan Hansen, whoa, here's your cast, it's really hot. Ah. And they were like, that's actually a song. From the they were show. like, that's accurate. That's that's not too far. That's not too far off. That's actually a song for the show. Yeah. Wait, Josh, I find it hard to, uh, not hard, never mind, let me rephrase what I'm going to say. I find it very easy to believe that you are a writer. Do you write? I do write. Um, yeah. I, I co-wrote a musical version of Murder, She Wrote called Bloody Bloody Jessica Fletcher. And um, that got picked up, but it's just in the whole horrible, you know, limbo game right now. Yeah, musical theater purgatory. It's a real place that many shows live in for a long, long time. It's like, if I get any more emails about looking for a director where I'm like, we're like, and nothing's happening, but I'm very excited about it. I'm excited and then, for you. Thanks. Awesome. And then I'm writing, um, believe it or not, I used to be a phone sex operator and around like 2002. I was the woman on the phone. Great. Were you actually? Yeah. Do you want to do a is... call? Are you feeling yes. lonely? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> hi, this is Fiona. Who's this? Oh, hi, Fiona. Um Hi. Hi, my name's my name's Drew. How are you? Oh my gosh, Drew, that's so crazy. Uh-huh. I had a boyfriend in high school named Drew. We oh. never like went all the way or anything, but I don't know that that name really gets me on. But wow. I would say that about everybody's name. Oh, okay. So you always had a boyfriend named after the person you were talking to. Yeah, if they're like, I'm I'm Jeff, I'd be like, Oh my god, that's so crazy. Wow. I used to get pounded by Jeff. Pounded <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> by Jeff. I would say yeah, but. I was very good. So I'm writing a show about that time. Wow. I that is that is a great concept for a show. Thank you. Oh my god, I cannot wait to see that. Are you gonna star in it as well? Is that do you write vehicles for yourself, Josh? Only. Are you a Lin Manuel? Um, I'm just like him. I'm like, yeah. hey, <laughs> what's going on today? I'm talking with Drew and I said much to do. Hey, whoa, yep. Drew yeah. is whoa. my crew. Yeah. Yeah, you put, sprinkle, like sprinkle a little Lacamoire on that. You just made the next Hamilton, baby. That was well, it. I like rewriting musicals as if Lynn did. I've already done this on the show, but it's so okay. good. I'm going to do it again. Do it. This is his Phantom of the Opera. Um, yes. Oh, wait. how Do I remember it? Um, 
Christine Dye. Always wanted to live my life upon the stage, not dressed like a page. I wish Carlotta would act the rage. Um, but good thing Raul's really a deer. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Hold up. Here comes the chandelier. Bump, bump. Oh. It's the phantom. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, keep your hands at the level of your eyes. It's the phantom. Whoa. <laughs> keep your hands at the level of your eyes. <laughs> this is oh. what I do for fun. You have a, a, a gift. I think this lockdown might have been the greatest thing to happen to you because you, you're coming out literally 17 more people than you were before. Yes, spirit has grown. <laughs> spirit What's has grown? your name? <laughs> Phallic! Um, what's living at home like right now? Oh, it's great. It's uh, it's actually really great because every member of my family is going to therapy and it's always on the same day. So there's this like crazy fun, like everybody have a good therapy. And like we all close our doors and then we Zoom with our, our individual therapist in the house. It's really and then do you fun. come out and like confront each other in healthy ways? Yeah, no, we all open the door afterwards and simultaneously we all yell, it's your fault. And that's, <laughs> that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Fridays are fun in this house. Fridays are a real giggle. Uh, it's been great. And it's awesome because the co-writer for Karate Kid, Robert, is he lives in Sonoma. Like I'm in the Bay Area right now. He's 20 minutes from my parents' house. So it's That's been amazing. Like a really, really great little um part of this. But I am excited to get back to New York, even though there's not much going on yet. It does feel like it's bubbling up. It does it feel is. like and spring is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, and people are ready. People are hungry to to get together in healthy ways, you know, and yeah. I feel like this plague is uh going to be wrapping up mm. sooner than than we feel it will. I think so. And you know what? Even if it's not all the way done being wrapped up, I just like New York is one of the only cities I prefer having a martini outdoors. And I'll do that whether or not this pandemic is still where it's at. Like I only drink martinis outdoors. You that's understand? right. <laughs> I met my third husband. <laughs> Who are you? It's so weird how your glasses just became a monocle, right? As you did I that. I know. I know. I'm. I'm equity. Ask if it is. I'm equity. Ask if it is. It is. Man, Josh, you remember meeting at like it was after hair and Mick Blyer. Blair? Mick Blyer. Oh my God, I haven't seen him in years. I can't believe I just almost mispronounced his last name. But yeah, but Abadu, no, I do remember that very, just, very, very well. That was such a. It was such an early New York memory for me, and it was so vivid. And I've just been like glued to your whole life and career ever since that day. So I'm so thanks. Excited. I mean, yeah. the same, the same with you. I feel, you know, that was the same time that I met F and um, yeah. I think I met Alex. I met Alex after the first performance of glory days. Ah, the first um, and last performance. Um, well, I, I remember I had friends in it. So I went and then I met him after and I felt like I was, some Broadway guru because I had been a swing for six months. And so, and it was his Broadway debut. And I remember being such like an asshole being like, just really stay humble. And you know, like all that kind of like stupid advice when you think you're so smart. And like, that was my first time meeting Alex Brightman. Yeah. But back then, I mean, looking back at you feel smarmy or whatever, but you were paying it forward. You had just tasted success by being a swing on Broadway. And now you get to be like, listen, kid, 
I probably <laughs> wanted to hook up with him too. I was probably oh, yeah. like, no, he was. listen, you, you ever hook up with a swing before? <laughs> And he's like, Wilford Brimley? Wilford yeah. Brimley? Let, hear me out. Don't tell the press. Hear me out. <laughs> and a queer. Just hear me out. Hear me out is the greatest <laughs> attempt at a pickup line ever. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, darn it. You're scaring them, Wilford. Uh. Hear me out. Hear that me is, out. That's the Wilford Brimley memoir is called Hear Me Out. <laughs> 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 Too bad Nymph isn't still around oh. because I think I would do a Wilford Brimley musical. Yeah, it was a one man musical, a hundred percent. Quite one, one and a half man musical because you need like that one guy who plays all the other parts that aren't, you know, like you, the other guy to play Wilford Brimley's mother and son. Yeah. And like, you we'll know. use somebody in the pit. We'll get John Doyle to direct. Perfect. It'll be great. This is this is a winner. Um, what else is a winner is that you and Alex were writing a musical of one of my favorite books growing up, The Whipping Boy. Yes. Oh, I love that you know that book and that and that you love it. Naturally, it's evolved from writing a stage musical. We had been working on it as a stage musical for like the last God, almost eight years. I'm not even kidding. But now we're in talks to make it. And I hope I'm not putting the cart way too far ahead of the horse here but we're just getting contracts worked out uh, uh to get the rights all back aligned so that we can make this a uh animated feature film so cool right doesn't it and uh, like you since you're a fan of the book can't you see it as yes. Oh, man. yes it's such a fantastic story i remember didn't disney do like a mini series version yes. of it yes they did. Um, which i loved as a kid And, uh, no, I just think that it's so exciting seeing these books from, from our past being turned into musicals. And that story, especially now, I mean, the more we talk about it, because if you're not familiar with the whipping boy, it's about this little autocrat prince. Who's a butthead. Basically he's a brat. They call him Prince brat. That's his nickname. And his isms in the story, in this in the in the land of this fairy tale story that they're telling, it's it's like cute because he learns a lesson at the end of it. But almost like there are some things that look like you could have taken them straight from Donald Trump's Twitter, and like that's how that kid speaks and thinks. He is so narcissistic and bratty and mean and small-minded until he meet. Unfortunately, Donald Trump never found the ark and learned anything. But uh, it was just it seemed timely to represent a character like that in a way that we could look at him and be like, God, what a damaged little boy he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's monstrous, but what a damaged little boy he is. So uh, it's really fun to kind of look at the piece through that lens as well. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's super fun. Oh man, you got a voice one. You got to voice nine of the characters now. Like, <laughs> this whole podcast has been your audition for that and you're hired. <laughs> Just ask Spirit for whatever voice you feel like and uh, we'll see if they're awake yet. Just ask Spirit. <laughs> some, of, some of the characters are on vacation right now, but... Um, No, I'm just kidding. Well, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for more Josh Swallows Broadway! Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Josh Swallows Broadway. We're here with Drew Gasparini. Yeah! Hi, Drew. So, while you're continuing to take over the world, tell me about your new fucking podcast, 
Now ah, we're talking with Drew Gasparini. That's right. Now we're talking with Drew Gasparini is my new podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. And it is, I really, really did not know how much I would love doing this. But I like, you must get a kick out of doing this podcast. It is just a joy to talk to people that you wouldn't necessarily normally talk to in these circumstances. And the conversation is just like, it's like ping ponging all over the place. It keeps my very ADD brain, like really excited and happy. Same. And the guests have been a lot of fun. And I really look forward to the day that you will come onto my podcast. Oh, I can't wait any day. It's uh, so who who have you had on the show before? Oh, we have a really, really thick list of uh, Broadway royalty, might I say. Might I say. Yeah, actually, we just did, I just did an episode with Rob McClure, and I couldn't stop talking about him as if he was <laughs> Broadway royalty. And the way he talks about musical theater, he's still like this little boy, just so excited to do it. It's really, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It makes it's me inspiring wanna... and, yeah, annoying inspiring and, and annoying and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the things. He still that, runs through the theater like blessing every seat before every show. Yes, he does do that. That's part of his ritual. It's very strange, but he does do that. Um, but it's we've had him. We've had all the morons on. We've had uh, Rachel Zegler, who's about to play uh, Maria, or she already filmed it. It's coming out, Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. Oh, and yeah. Tan- Antonio Cipriano and Catherine Gallagher and all the wow. youngins, <laughs> all the hot young people on Broadway. Amber Ardolino. We love Amber Ardolino. Uh, who else? Who else? Bonnie Milligan. I love Bonnie. I Milligan. love Bonnie Milligan, oh, and I Ar- love the name Amber Ardolino. Yeah, Amber Ardolino. My good. name's Amber Ardolino. You like an Italian? It's been my dream. <laughs> um, and it's and it's uh, you know it's Lily Cooper. Lots of people. It's That's Mark great. Summers. Oh, one of my favorite episodes was uh, Double Dare's Mark Summers. Stop it. Yeah. Yes. I was obsessed with Double Dares. I even went to see them live. Is that true? Yes. Oh, and you've not met him yet. You know, he like, he comes to the Broadway scene all the time. No, I've never met him. I, you know how I met him? How? I was doing, uh, along with Andrew Call, by the way, we were doing a production of Grease at Surflight Theater on the Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. And I was Eugene. And Mark Summers was Vince Fontaine. So we basically had four seconds of stage time. And the rest of the time, all I did was ask him showbiz questions backstage. And we just dicked around. And it was so, so fun. That's so much fun. I'm so so jealous. When I did Grease, I had Adrian Zemed as the teen angel. Mm -hmm. And um, it was funny because he never really knew the words. Uh He'd just be like, Teen beauty school dropout. Beauty school dropout. And, you know, he he had the rifts down, but. Yeah. No, still very impressive, I'm sure. You know, Alex Brightman and I, speaking of Mark Summers, we wrote a one man show. On based on Mark Summers' life, it was called Mark Summers, Everything in Its Place, The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers. Oh my God, that sounds thrilling. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did the Adirondacks Festival and we did the Bloomington Playwrights Horizons and it was really, really fun. Yeah, he has a one-man show written about him. I cannot wait to listen to the episode with Mark Summers. Yeah, oh, he's got great stories, like great stories. 
I just like I just want him to come over and like be my big brother for an afternoon. Josh, do you want him on this podcast? We can easily make that happen. I, I mean, I'll be a little fangirly. I'll be like, yeah, but he loves it was it. my dream for you to read me stories when I was seven. <laughs> so here's me and the tree. Will you read it for me? I for me. Keychain. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I'm on a musical improv team and ever since then, it's become really easy to just sort of like, I don't know, not make fun of, of musical theater, but it's just so easy to find like every alphaba moment Yes, and be like, this is when we modulate. (laughs) I don't know. It just brings me a lot of joy. I enjoy doing stuff like that too. I never do musical like plot songs, but I make up theme songs all the time. Like when I was asking, I remember calling Catherine Gallagher to be on the podcast and it was like, Catherine Gallagher, how do you do? Don't you want to come and chat with your friend, Drew? And we just like, you know, we just yeah. vibe it out. Yeah. Make some it- stores are super, some stores are fresh. <laughs> We're both, we're super fresh. <laughs> what was your favorite commercial jingle growing up? Oh, God. Um... I don't know if I had a favorite commercial jingle. Commercials were just like all the things my parents won't let me have. Oh, yeah. No, that is kind of what it was in kid territory. It was like, oh, I want it. I want it. I was like, no, no, no. We don't have the money. And also that makes noise. And also, no. Yeah. And also, here's a here's a VHS for you to watch about the making of commercials. So (laughs) you can see that all of this is fake. Life is a lie. And you're still wearing Huskies. That's right. <laughs> there, there were no commercials for Husky pants. They'd never make a commercial for Husky pants. No. Okay. Who wants that? No, you have you to find are... them. Ugh, assholes. You have to ask for them. Yeah. I always said, can't you just call it like my little teapot? Yeah. Like, where's your my little teapot section? I go, let me go check the Husky bin. It's yeah, the Husky bin. bin. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I, you know what I like? I, I keep having this fantasy. I'm sorry if I'm derailing what no. I'm trying to talk about, if anything. But I, my sister and I, we keep riffing on this bit of the Folgers commercial. But the whole lead up to the jingle itself, like the best part of waking up, right? That's how the jingle goes. But what if it's him like burying a body in the woods and then like it's his wife and there's he gets back to the house and it's all there's blood left over and he's got to clean the scene, but he pours himself a cup of coffee and it's, it's still soldiers like, in your cup. <laughs> it's like a 15 minute story that leads to at least I got this coffee. I know? love that. <laughs> Cereal or like, you know, the mom who loses the kid in Jaws. Yes. And so you're just watching her recovery until somebody finally gives her a cup of fucking coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The best part of waking <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm so oh. glad that you're in the darkness like I am, humor-wise. <laughs> oh, I just yeah. think it's so important. I thrive in the underbelly. I think I do. Me too. I just think that the world is so terrible most of the time. Yeah. You have to find ways to make fun of it. A hundred percent. I agree with you. It's I probably mean, why you're such an epically great comedic performer is because you always have a tinge of this dark thing in the back of your mind. I I guess so. You know, my uh, psychiatrist the other day was like, you know what, Josh? You're really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'll be $450. I know. And I was like, you sound like every ex I've ever had. <laughs> and do you often get non-complicated people here at the office? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you're, like, you're a psychiatrist. Aren't, aren't you used to me by now? That's kind of, well, like, what a badge of honor to be called complicated by someone whose <laughs> job is to talk to complicated people. <laughs> I think that's my next bio. Just like Josh Lehman. Complicated. I do think that there needs to be like a dating book, like a manual, like dating a writer for dummies, like something you you don't know what you're getting into until you're about six months in. And you're like, oh, he's not just charming and fun all the time. He screams when he can't think of a rhyme, (laughs) the word chair, you know? (laughs) Do you know Michael Kostroff? No, I don't. He's he's a genius, one of my favorite character actors. And he uh, he wrote a book about what it's like to tour and. one of the sections was, I mean, it's very funny in the book, was one of his friends, like, sent an email to somebody saying, like, who's in the cast with them and what they're like. And on his yeah. name, in parentheses, it said demons. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you can relate to. You got yeah. the spirits. <laughs> like, well, I have spirits. I don't know if they're demons, per se. I'm the Duchess of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, Drew, I'm really excited for for you, for us, for... I'm just yes, really grateful us. that you create stuff. Um, Likewise, Josh. We need, we need more people like you in our industry. You are so kind, so funny, so compassionate. And, uh, I mean, these projects, I can't wait to see Karate Kid... I can't wait to see Whipping Boy, yeah. and um, I really can't wait to listen to your new hit podcast. Now, podcast, yeah, because you're going to be making cash. So much of that uh, good money, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're talking with Drew Gasparini here on the oh, BPN. It's very sweet of you, Josh. I really appreciate all that. Yeah, uh, you're you're just a damn gem. So thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. I can't wait to give you the biggest fucking hug. Yeah, I can't dude. wait to tell your parents that they did a great job with Drew. <laughs> I'll make sure they tune into this episode. You two did a very good job. He's a very, very nice young man. That's very sweet of you. Um, yeah, I love you. And thank you all so much for tuning in for another Josh Swallows. Please stay tuned for more and join our family at patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Come to our Zoom parties. It'll be amazing. And you'll be supporting the show. But just by listening, you are. Okay, much love. And see you next time on Josh Swallows Broadway. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive and swallow you soon.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.